Welcome back to the Broadway Block. Today's episode, going to chat it up with the Stanley Cup final going on. We're going to go over some coaching speculations. Steve, did you watch the game last night? I mean, they look completely dialed in. As far as the final outcome, I mean, this is best case scenario for them, right? They go into Florida up to nothing. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's still a series. Like we've seen a lot this year that's kind of led us to believe that, you know, the team's not out of it, that is. Vegas just looks like in. the whole package, man. Like the defense is pushing up. Alec Martinez looks like 2014 Alec Martinez ripping bombs from the back. And what about, you know, it adds extra insult to injury. Old former Rangers friends, Brett Howden with two goals last night. Come I was just going to say, man, I mean, Howden was, it, if there's anything that can kind of give you some FOMO as a Ranger fan um, so far this year has been watching the the former Rangers kind of light it up. You Claire, bit. every, every team. Yeah. Shout out to Aiden Hill, because he is really, he looks like Akira Schmidt on crack. Like, he's just, like, not letting anything in, no easy ones. And, you know, that's not even their main guy. Like, so it's, like, great to see the momentum swing. And we mentioned it on last week's episode with Heat Daddy, like, are the cats going to cool off? And it kind of looks like they cooled off. Vegas went to a hard series, went the distance, got the win. Then they have home ice. And then it's like, come out like that, win two games. It was like, it, it couldn't be any better for Vegas. Only thing, if the Cats can get to this game three back in Florida, we got a series. But I, I just got to say, like, if Vegas wins three, Cats win four, I, I think Vegas is going to win it on their home ice, five. Yeah, I also feel like their coach is, is not panicking. I mean, the way that he's been addressing the media and, and you know. <laughs> They've been funny-ass about- interviews. It's funny that both teams hire a coach in the offseason that weren't really exciting hires. So, I mean, like kind of stemming into the Rangers a little bit, it's like gives us hope, you know, kind of think about it from that regard that, you know, not the the entire fan base wasn't like this is the coach that's going to bring us to the promised land. So I think it's mostly about finding the room and, you know, having your voice heard, because I feel like that's really the problem that was left in the wake of Gerard Galan is that. The message wasn't being delivered and, you know, there really wasn't that like handle on the locker room. A lot of people were speculating that Patrick Waugh was perhaps a candidate, which we've learned recently that they don't intend to actually interview him for the job. But, you know, you you don't want to create the same problem all over again by having a guy that just, you know, their their message really isn't being heard. So, you know, I, I do think that Paul Maurice has, you know, got a good grasp on the room. And I feel like, you know, the, the cats certainly aren't panicking, but, you know, down three nothing, I, I think there would be plenty of reason to panic. So. I mean, we've seen them bounce back, you know, in series before where they weren't supposed to be the winners. So as far as like big game performances uh, to Chuck hasn't had a game this entire playoffs where he's bounced back and not had had a point in the next game. So, I mean, you know, I would expect big performances from guys like Cam. And yeah, he certainly likes to, you know, mix it up as far as like trying to get the team involved and stuff. But I mean, I thought it was a clean hit, but. A lot of people I thought like, it was. A, it looked like a Truba hit, right? Like it looked clean. It just looked like Eichel wasn't ready, and he made that weird like hockey step with his knee down. So that nah, just he of... like toe picks and like falls right into it. I mean, it looks bad because of the angle that he's at, but it's shoulder to shoulder and it's clean as hell. And then, but like just... you're at, imagine the cats at home. Like you hear that, like oh, you're yeah. down four. Like that's a momentum changer right there. Yeah, to check in the game after uh, in the interview, he's like, if you're going to it, look exactly like true, like you said, he's like, if you're going down the middle of the ice with your head down, dude, watch out. Like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I, I like who to Chuck's playing, like, you know, like an aggressor, like he knows he's the guy. It's kind of similar to the NBA series with like, he is the Jimmy Butler of that team where like, it's really dependent on if he turns it up or turns it down. Like, you know, 
day in and day out. Another thing about the Rangers hire, I know there had been some speculation about Mike Babcock, but it looks like he took the job for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's really interesting to see. And your point about like first time head coaches, like it really gives the Rangers hope that like, you know, somebody might come in, breathe new life and get the most out of the guys, which is like all we've been looking for for like last couple of years. You know, not only are none of the hires like really exciting right now, but it does kind of feel, you know, on brand where this is just like another retread regardless of it seems like the, you know, the chewed gum right now is that the options are down to like, you know, Heinz and LaViolette. And it's like neither of them are, are really going to move the needle, I feel like initially. But, you know, this is the the reality of the fan base, right? It's like we come out t- like, you know, 10 and one in our first two, however many games or something like that, that, you know, the fan base would just very, very quickly, I feel like, get behind whoever that is. And we saw it with Gallant as well. But then, you know, you go into a rough streak there for two weeks. They want your head. Yeah. We, well, we saw it with uh, Lindy Ruff, too, to kind of be fair. You know, it's like they're shouting fire Lindy. And then, you know, a week later, they go on this little burner and they're shouting, I'm sorry, Lindy. So it's like, you know, the fan bases I would consider to be pretty similar. That is Jersey in New York. So I feel like a very similar approach is going to be had either, you know, let's say realistically, you know, we're seven and three. No one's panicking, but the team is very much like show me and and what have you done for me lately, you know, as far as the fan base is concerned. So I would be not surprised either way to have people rally behind this guy, but at the first sign of weakness, kind of, you know, go for the throat. So can I float a hypothetical for you? Like what if this was last year and Bruce Cassidy would be available? To be honest, when I saw the Golden Knights hire him, I wasn't that excited, to be honest. Like, they were coming off a good coach, I thought of. They didn't have that terrible of a season. It came with the expansion team territory that, like, you know, it was going to take a little bit of a retool. But, you know, I kind of felt like if the Bruins let him go, you know, and he couldn't get the best out of that organization, what was he going to do for Vegas? But, man, was I wrong. Like, Bruce Cassidy really got the most out of everybody. And, you know... If you look at the pieces they have, like, obviously they have a couple pieces left from the beginning of that expansion team, but they are built of, like, old veterans that came over that just fit in and brought it, bought into Bruce Cassidy's mindset, like Alec Martinez. You look at Jack Eichel really having, like, a whole rehab season, really putting it on. And then, like I said, Brett Howden, like the names that are out there, like if you drafted any of them, you wouldn't draft any of the people on the Vegas Knights, maybe the couple big guys, but then you pick them up in the waiver wire, like a Shea Theodore or something or a Wah, like, you know, they're getting production from these other people that aren't their stars, that are just good hockey players. And to win a cup, that's what it's going to take. Like, you know, we were really relying, hoping our fourth line would really save us, but they did what they could for us in the Devil series, but it really was on the big boys. But their big boys are showing up. Aiden Hill looks stout back there. I just, now they pulled Bob in the second game and put Lion in. Like, what is Paul Maurice going to do there? Is he going to put the, him back in and start him for game three? I don't think you do, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, if if the if the Cats lose, like, one of these series, one of these games at home, I just think the series could be over. Yeah, and that building was like electric. And I think that's the the privilege that you get as, you know, having a better record. Like, don't forget, like the Knights finished with the fifth best record in the league. So it's like, this shouldn't be really surprising. And I I saw somebody post, you know, as a uh, Florida Panthers fan, they're like, we're going to be so 
upset so discouraged and it's like yeah fair enough like i'm not like i'm not going to take that away from you but also like real like remember what happened you know what i mean like everyone tries to make a big deal about this like cinderella story team that makes the 16th and like we've we've talked about it at length on our show but it's like the reality is like they barely snuck into the playoffs and now they're going up against like you know they've had a rough road the entire way they've played really good teams probably the hardest road to get here if we're honest right they went through the bruins they went through the leafs and then they went through the canes who were all top five teams in the league who were all teams that you could have said maybe would have went to the cup correct and i feel like if everyone in the beginning of the season said like you know canes knights it's like it's not that surprising as a final so to see them here against another top five team and now struggling is is i don't think surprising at all and like you know just kind of in the way of like you know the fan speaking like i would be disappointed like think about how a knights fan would feel like i've kind of crapped on knights fans a little bit yes their building is absolutely electric but i still don't feel like you know you have those those same hardships that that another team has except for maybe now you know like they've gone through the finals imagine going through the finals again and losing you know so first year head coach like coming in getting the most out of the guys this first month of hockey, Bruce Cassidy was just getting adjusted to the team. Like they were lucky that they weren't in the East because, you know, the Avs came out with a new goalie. So they weren't the big dogs of the West anymore. And it kind of rallied all season of who was the best team in the West. The Stars had that position. Knights had that position for a while. Colorado made a push at the end. So for in their team like it was lucky that they played and didn't play it look at us in the metropolitan like you know yeah it still makes me feel like you know this playoff route was pretty wide open for us and you know definitely definitely something i'm i'm pretty over now but i feel like you know moving into next season you know you have to you have to remember that like you you need to get in you have to do the same things that it took to get into the playoffs but come playoff time you can't squander another opportunity. And I think there's still a lot of pressure on jury. I think that this coaching decision is, you know, obviously maybe, maybe the biggest decision of his, of his career so far, if I'm honest. And it's something that, you know, down the line, like we're going to look back at this off season, the same way that we've looked back at a few of these rebuilding off seasons as like really pivotal points, because, you know, this is, this is a really heavy decision. And like, does he go with somebody that he knows? Does he go with somebody that he can control? Like we've seen the narrative kind of floated out there that he wouldn't have hired a guy like Wa just because he would kind of be, you know, wild and do whatever he wants to. And like we've seen Wa like make some pretty weird decisions as a, as an NHL coach, but like I do feel like it's true. You know, I feel like Jury kind of will go with somebody that he either has a rapport with or somebody that he can either like, you know, dictate the pace of what's happening. And I, I also it 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 will be interesting to see which piece happens first. Do we get the coach and then we start making trades and re-signings or do we just start re-signing and be like, hey, this is the, this is what we got. Like, if you want to come along, this is, you know, be the coach of the Rangers. This is it. Yeah. I mean, like, regardless, it's going to be a really talented team with a lot of upside that should and will make the playoffs, in my opinion. And, you know, save for a disastrous period of time where we where we can't really make up lost ground. I feel like the, the team is, an, again, a shoe in for the playoffs just based off of who we have. Um, it's definitely I would consider like an upper echelon team, and considering the fact that you only have to be in the top fifty percent to make the playoffs, like we should be, we should be playoff bound. The question is like, do we start to put it together at the right time? Because we've seen this team, you know, in years past, put it together at the wrong time, where we have a good stretch for a while, 
and we just kind of stopped playing meaningful hockey, you know, going into April. Interesting to see and where the Metropolitan falls, because, you know, is it to our advantage if the Canes don't tear it down, fire Brindamore, break up that core four of like Terravine and Ajo and all of them and like kind of do it? Or is it to our advantage that if they run it back and try to do it again, that, yeah, they might get a lot of points, but they might not have the same playoff success. You look at Pittsburgh. They're definitely going to be doing a lot of shakeups soon, bringing in Kyle Dubas, the old general manager of the Maple Leafs. He's a young guy. He's got vision. It's an older team. I think they're going to they're going to be a, a different problem for us. And, you know, if the devs ever could figure out their goaltending, that's a team, definitely a fast team to watch out for. So, you know, our time and pieces and windows as things interchangeably like and who knows what if the um, Blue Jackets become good? Like, you know, they have. Started building the pieces. I think they think Babcock's going to be the guy to get them to the next level, maybe bordering points in the playoff race later in the season, but you don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, we've had it pretty lucky in this last season where there's only really, like, five teams in the conversation for a while, you know? It's been that way a couple of years now. Well, I was going to say the year before that, it was was basically the top four and the bottom four, where, like, you were going to make the playoffs regardless. It just kind of... You know, the Metropolitan historically has been a tough division, but I think more recently it was it was kind of like we're going to make the playoffs and there's really only one team that's going to like say anything about it. And five teams in the conversation, I think, is probably the same conversation for the rest of the league as well. But, you know, there are some pretty bad teams at the moment in the Metro and Philly's one of them, you know, and like there's we kind of had New Jersey pegged as one of them last season. So it's it's it's, in, it's interesting to see because like I talk a lot of crap about them as a franchise, but you know, I really have to take back a lot of the shit I said if they sign a guy like Hellebuck or somebody who can actually stop a puck and be a bona fide number one, you know, I kind of get Bobrovsky vibes. It's like you were really good on that team. You maybe you come over here and you're gonna like have a slow start, but you know, save for a really bad historically bad season from a guy like him. I mean, he's a he's a bona fide starter anywhere i feel like so if they can address that situation yeah they're a pretty scary team but we we've kind of said for a few years now that that's really their issue is, is just finding stable goaltending it's and been their issue somebody, since brodor days like they really right. haven't addressed it well when they found somebody and they went on a on a heater and it kind of looked like a more easy decision for them they looked like a good team but to bring up the lindy ref situation the devil's fans got that way because they had already dealt with one year of being the worst team with Lindy Ruff, and it looked like it was going to be a repeat season with expectations higher than obviously the previous year. So be interesting to see which coach comes in for the Rangers and does he make an immediate impact? Obviously, as a fan base and Drury's job, that will depend on it. But, you know, once you go through one year with somebody, it's kind of similar to Gerard Gallant, that if you don't get if you don't look better the second year, then it's your job's on a timeline. What do you think about um Yaroslav Halak perhaps coming back or not? Doesn't bother me either way, because like, yeah, did he look stout at times? Yeah. But do you know the beginning of the season of him getting going, like, you know, it was just another question mark with that right wing position that just kind of held us up at the beginning of the year. So I'm okay with bringing him back, but I'm sure there'll be other options out there if he's not available. Yeah, I also have like all the confidence in the world in a guy like Benoit Lair to make the most out of whoever we get. So yeah, I not- heard that it, depending on the cap situation, we might not even bring in anybody and um, we might just get demanded. And like, you know, if we're, if the cap situation's that tight. Yeah, I mean, we're not in a good position cap wise whatsoever. 
Or if we do something stupid like give Kane like five and a half, six million. The more I think about it, the more I don't want to see Kane return, unfortunately. I want Tarasenko. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? I feel like he wants to be here, too. Like, he's not going back to the Blues. He would only go to another cup-like winning team. You know, it it would be real scary to see someone like Tarasenko go to, like, the Kings, Boston, Pittsburgh, someone that's, like, you know, almost there again. Obviously, I I don't think Boston could take on his salary, but, you know, someone like the Kings over there that kind of had a little bit of a rebuild that's looking for some more veteran presence, you know, after... The expectations were high. Like, we thought they were going to be better, like, move past the first round for the Kings, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, we look at guys like Othman perhaps coming in, you know, and kind of doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room to bring back. I mean, he's going to be cost-controlled, and I think that that's, like, you know, we've talked about how it's not always a shoe in to assume that these guys are going to make the team out of camp, but, you know, I feel like if you look at the way the roster is, it, it makes a lot of sense if you look at what he brings as far as being a really physical guy with a scoring touch that's going to be cost controlled for a while, I feel like, you know, him making the team is is probably more likely than, let's say, bringing in a guy like Tarasenko or Kane on even what would be considered a, a team friendly deal for by their standards. agreed, agreed. Well, Steve, let's hear your predictions. With Vegas being up two zero, do they finally take this series and control it and win it? Yeah, probably four games to two. If I'm honest. Yeah, I don't think the cats are going to roll over, but I, I think that that cool off really did them a disservice. Cause you know, let's say they got game one, lost seven, two, then you're going back home. Like it's eerily similar. It's very interesting to me that the cats and the Miami heat, which are in the NBA finals, both South Florida teams, um, Miami heat was an A seed. We know where the Panthers were. Um, but the, Panthers couldn't get that one game on the road as opposed to the Miami Heat who won one in Denver, which then you bring it back to Miami. Yeah, I mean, we've seen as Ranger fans, 2 nothing leads not not matter. No, it doesn't matter. Don't schedule the parade just yet. (laughs) I don't don't want to burst your bubble, but... Be interesting to see how the dominoes fall this summer. Well, I'll spin back to the prediction. Um, What do you think as far as the the coach and the offseason moves before we split? I really can't put my finger on this one because, you know, to me, it's like the most Rangers things to do to bring in a coach that hasn't been in the league in four years and expect to get the the parade ourselves. So I would really like someone that really hasn't been there before, you know. So I don't know who that is, but that's yeah. The, the Ducks hired somebody that no, like I don't think anybody's even heard of. It wasn't like in any. But you know, when you're in a smaller market team, it, you can slip by with that guy. Like if you didn't tell me that, I probably wouldn't know till like November of that. Like oh shit, till we played them. Like they got mm-hmm. someone I've never even heard of before. And what do you think about the off season? Do you think we return any of these guys? I think you got to shake it up. I said it to Heat Daddy. I think one of these bigger pieces got to got to leave. Also, the, the for for the sake of the new coach, you know. Sometimes you come in and you got to shake the locker room up because the boys are more bonded than getting used to the new coach. And, you know, you kind of need to ruffle that up. Yeah, I, I'm. it's interesting to see if, you know, is it more of a locker room problem and less of a head coach problem? Is it like, you know, the message isn't being heard because the person who's supposed to be hearing it is closed-minded and, you know, closed off to new ideas. That's that problem with the Rangers, like, and the information we always got from Gallant, you just don't know. We're not in that locker room. We're not a fly in the wall. And we only see what's happening in the games and the post post post-game interviews. 
Yeah. Lately, that's kind of been my thought process is that like, not only we're not getting the full picture, but I feel like I'm not even giving the brain space to it anymore because I'm like, it's just a waste of my time. Yeah. Well, Steve, I think that's all the time we have for today. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers.